The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith. And my co-host is Ethan Broga. We're both certified financial planners. I have a master's degree in financial analysis. Ethan in, has one in financial planning. And um, we are both principals in Seattle-based wealth management firm, Empirical Wealth Management. This show is designed to teach you techniques to enhance, protect, and grow your wealth through financial prudent financial planning and investment strategies. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. Good to see you. Did you have a nice weekend? You know, it was pretty nice good. Nice weekend, pretty extreme. I wouldn't say extreme. <laughs> no. It was no. moderate. Oh, good. It was fine. Good. How about yourself? Good, good. Went to um, California to visit some family. Oh, very yeah, good. It was really nice out there. That's lovely. Yeah. What part of California? Um, I was in Santa Monica, in that area. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's it's nice. nice. It's a nice town. Yeah. All right. Well, Ethan, let's talk about uh, the show a little bit here today. What's what's on the docket for today, Ken? I'll be personal. Um, today, I thought we could talk about a couple of things. I thought we could talk about preparing uh, for the tax season here. We've, we're running short um, on 2010, time left for tax planning. So I thought we could continue to talk about ideas or things that our investor listeners should be thinking about as we head into the year end. Sure. Um, we have a question that um, one of our advisors received from an investor that I thought we could do in our question segment about uh, risk and, and, and gold. All right. Um, and then I thought we could talk a little bit about uh, retirement planning. You know, talk about that today on the show. And there's a study in the Financial Planning Journal about uh, safe withdrawal rates. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe we could dissect that a little bit. I mean, Sounds I great. That's something that should be on a lot of people's minds. Um, so before we, we dive into this, why don't you go ahead and give out our contact information, talk a little bit about how we can help individual investors or financial advisors out around the nation. Sure. 
Well, first off, um, our contact information. You can reach us, as always, at contact at empiradio.com. And we've also uh, simplified our our phone tree situation. Uh, our number to the office is 800-923-4307. And if you give us a call, we'll just ask for Ken or Ethan. We'll be happy to talk with you. Um, should we talk about the portfolio review offer again? Would you like yeah, to talk sure. about that briefly? Let's do it. Yeah, if you're interested, if you're an individual investor and you're looking for some, some professional help and would like just to have a, a second opinion even on your portfolio, we'd happily uh, do that for you. So feel free to give us a call. We'll walk through uh, some investment recommendations based on your situation and also perhaps a retirement planner and maybe even a tax review. We can do all those three things uh, if, you'd, if you'd like us to do that for you. Yeah, we'd be happy to help out. Um, your, we'll put together a proposal. We use... Um, Products, investment products that in which we do not receive any compensation, as you've talked, we've mentioned on our program here, we're fiduciary type advisors, fee only right. advisors. So none of the investments that we use to build our client portfolios or um, our investment products in which we receive any compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got lists of investments that we can make recommendations for you that you can go out and buy on your own. The investments, um, some of the investments we use for our clients are only available through financial advisors like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have access to some unique, um, very cost-efficient uh, investment products that we, we use for our clients, but there are always no loads or penalties to buy or sell type of investments. Right. So we'd, we'd love to take a look at what you've got going and uh, we'll give you kind of a no-obligation um Look at here's what we think or we think you can improve your situation, and uh, also give you a free look at just if you hired us, what would we be doing for you on an ongoing mm-hmm. basis? Yeah, you know, I really love that about us, Ken. I, I like that uh, we don't use any in-house products. Yeah, like, there's no empirical mutual funds. Very or, liberating. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. Nor are there any empirical uh, accounts that uh, you know that, that they have where we get connected to our clients' accounts via limited power attorney and things like that. I think that's a good setup. Very good. Uh, next item was. Um, if you're a professional advisor and you're, you're looking to partner up with a, a firm um, like ours, we'd love to hear from you. Specifically, what we're offering, a little bit more about that maybe. Um, we're offering a lot of the instru- infrastructure. So, you know, we've been around for a while, been doing this for some years now. We've developed some very good systems and processes for, for um, monitoring and investing clients' accounts. Um, also, uh, the, the portfolio software that we use is, is very, you know, it's top of the line. Mm-hmm. Types of types of infrastructure, um, all that stuff is designed to help give you the freedom to work with clients on a regular basis, be be communicating with them on a regular basis, rather than having to sort of reinvent the wheel, as it were. Right. With all the uh, spend all the time helping them achieve their goals and staying on track, rather than doing compliance work or portfolio technology uh, stuff. Yeah. So we want to simplify that end of the um, end of your business for you, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, Again, our number, 800-923-4307. Great. All right, Ken, what's next? All right, Ethan, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the uh, tax planning okay. situation. I, I put together a list of ideas that I thought we could stimulate some discussion. And maybe before we start, just disclose that uh, neither you nor myself are CPAs. So any advice that you here or, or suggestions, we would definitely recommend that you run them by a certified public accountant, mm-hmm. a tax professional, before you actually engage in anything. 
So our, our goal here is to stimulate thought for conversation. That's what a good advisor should be doing, mm-hmm. um, is talking not just about the next hot investment, <laughs> but uh, how you can look at things to maximize your wealth by reducing taxes. Right, and it's, um, it's a bit of an unfortunate situation that taxes are so complex that they do require uh, a, a professional, but that's definitely the case. There's no one-size-fits-all um, situation for taxes, so keep that in mind. And you know there are different types of taxation. If you're, you know, if you're uh, a business owner, you're dealing with one set of tax planning for your business as a small business owner, depending on the structure. An individual who's working, and maybe you're just getting a, you know, a W two mm-hmm. kind of scenario. Um, and you've got a state uh, tax. And right now, all of these things, there are various ideas floating around uh, in Washington to. Uh, to make changes, the the Bush tax cuts are set to expire at the end of this year. A couple of weeks, and uh, generally, which would would mean if they did, uh, tax rates right now that you have six federal income tax brackets for individuals: ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty five, twenty eight, thirty three, and then the top was thirty five. Um, if nothing got passed, you know the 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 way it would go be said is there would be no 10 percent in 2011 and uh, the remaining brackets would return to pre-2001 levels so that'd be 15 percent on the bottom ethan Mm -hmm. 28 31 36 and then the top would be 39.6 and then also in 2011 the maximum tax rate that generally applies to long-term capital gain uh, is scheduled to increase from the 2010 level so uh, it's been 15% 15% for long-term capital gains and right. 20 on, um, no, I'm sorry, 15% on long-term gains, ordinary income on short The rest, returns. right. Yeah. The same thing with quali- the qualified dividends. Yes, exactly. Um, so things to think about, um, you know, it, 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 it looks likely that things may be likely that at least um, for a portion of taxpayers, you know, the, the big debate here is who gets, if, if we extend the Bush tax cuts, um, should they, how long should they be extended and then to who, you know, is it people below $250,000, which uh, are being classified as, I guess, middle, in, middle income, and then the ultra wealthy is, they're defining as making more than $250,000. But some of the ideas here, I, I wouldn't let this uncertainty um, stop you from examining ideas on how you can manage your taxes. And um, so I thought we could go through some of these, Ethan. Yeah, okay. Are you up for that? Of course. You, do you have the strength? <laughs> I think I can muster. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> timing. Uh, what, what, one of the strategies, um, as you're, you may have various views about what's going to happen in between this year and next year, but uh, things that are typical tax planning ideas um, are ways you shift expenses. So um, depending on your personal tax bracket, which could, aside from any legislation, could be could change, right, even based on your planned income. So if you think, geez, I, this year, let's say you were out of work for a period of time, right. and you'll be in a lower income tax bracket, uh, category than you were in previous years or, or you hope to be in next year mm-hmm. or vice versa. Maybe you're going to take some time off um, or you're going to wind up retiring in, in some time in, in 2011. So depending on whether you're going to have higher or lower income, you, you'd want to be able to 
look at this and see, well, there, if I'm, if I'm getting a bonus, can I defer that bonus into next year so that it gets paid in January instead of December? Right. Um, or vice versa. Do you have any control over that uh, to try to maximize your, your tax bracket? Yeah, clearly you'd want to, if you had some control over any of those things, you'd want to receive the income in which in the year you'll, you'll be in the lowest bracket. Okay. If you can plan that well ahead. Sure. What about deductions, uh, accelerating deductions in 2010 by paying some deductible expenses like medical expenses, interest in state, local taxes um, before the year end? <laughs> if if you think, uh, you know, you're going to be, this year is the higher, you'll be in a higher bracket this year than you will next year. Um, those are ideas. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, if of you course. Have, if you, I guess that assumes if you have the cash now to do that, that makes some sense. Well, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, you're going to have to come up with it eventually. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know guys like you, you usually keep a nice amount of cash stashed <laughs> around your house. <laughs> right. Um, but you make a good point. Uh, so the opposite action, you know, possibly postponing things if you feel like you're going to be in a higher bracket next year could be a potential, um, there's uncertainty around the AMT, the alternative minimum tax. Um, and so that would be something worth um, investigating in, in terms of this kind of tax planning because the AMT, in effect, um, eliminates certain deductions that you would otherwise get. Right. So you'd hate to accelerate deductions, right, in this year, only to have them disqualified because of the AMT if that's something that you would get hit with. Right, you got to be in the sort of Goldilocks zone, is how I would call it, before uh, the MT takes away some of the deductions you otherwise might be entitled to. And the way they, you know, they've been kind of dealing with the AMT was a temporary uh, fix to get some relief. Oh boy, we've we've got to take a breather. Let's uh, take a small break, and we'll come back and pick up on this exciting tax uh, information. We'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. 
The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basili, radio to thrive by. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. We are talking about an incredibly exciting topic. It's taxes. We are heading into the (laughs) – you're at one of my favorite topics, right? Right, mine too. Um, We're heading – we're running out of time for this year, so there's some things that we want to point out that you can think about and maybe talk to with your professional tax advisor, which we do recommend you have. Course, um, because you may miss opportunities or make big mistakes if you're out there trying to go it alone and you're not apprised of all the tax nuances. Is that right, Ethan? Agreed. Excellent. What's next on your list, Ken? Okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a look. Let's get back in the mix here, Ethan. Round two. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's excellent. So uh, we were talking about AMT and how the how. Um, a- the, AMT is the alternative minimum tax. That's right. The, al- the alternative minimum tax, which is something that basically goes in effect um, to assure that that uh, taxpayers are paying at least a minimum amount of tax. If you have a bunch of – leading, it, we were talking about um, accelerating various types of deductions, right, mm-hmm. to try to get them in before the year end instead of having them go into 2011 if you think you'll be in a higher bracket this year or vice versa, deferring them into the next year. But you have to consider – 
how you may or may not be affected by the alternative minimum tax. So if you're claiming a large number of personal exemptions, um, deductible medical expense, state and local taxes, and miscellaneous itemized deductions, mm-hmm. those are common triggers. Um, other things are like home equity loan interest when you use the proceeds. Um, when they're not used to buy or build or you know improve your home, Mm-hmm. Uh, or the exercise of incentive stock options. And hopefully they're going to fix some this and make an adjustment because what they had done previously for, uh, if you look at the AMT exemption amounts, for example, in 2009, a couple f- uh, filing jointly, it was $70,950, I'm sorry, $70, but it's set to go to 45000 in 2010 and 11 unless they do something about it. Wow. Um, and so if if... You know, legislation doesn't go into effect to extend um, these these increased exemptions, and then AMT could could seriously affect taxpayers who who are doing this. So you want to know about that. That's the, in essence what we're saying. It's a very complicated situation, Ethan. It definitely is. That's one thing I wish they would simplify is the tax code. Yeah, yeah. I, I you've talked about the uh, you like the idea of a sales tax or some kind of flat tax or something simpler something to simplify all the nonsense that yeah, goes on exactly um and i always come in oh it's interesting that that a lot of the the uh, politicians who you know make these speeches about making it fair and all these things are very wealthy guys who used every tax loophole possible to minimize <laughs> right I, I don't see any of them um Voluntarily, I, I don't know that it's illegal to write an extra check to the IRS if you really want to. Um, right. And so it kind of confuses. I get mixed signals from some of these politicians. Yeah. Um, it can be it's quite discouraging, but I know you're an optimist, Ethan, and you, you're not going to let the American dream die here. True enough. Um, IRA and retirement plan contributions. Let's um, let's talk about that. This is a good one. Yeah. So. If you um, you got to kind of know what you if you have an employer sponsored plan like a four hundred one k, you can put monies in that pre tax uh, between now and the end of the year. It'd be a good time to examine where you're at. So how much have you put into that uh, for two thousand ten? The maximum employee contribution was uh, sixteen is sixteen thousand five hundred, and if and um, uh, five thousand um, dollars into a regular IRA account. Now if you're over 50? Yep. What happens then? I think you have uh, the ability to do a catch-up. Yeah. Catch-up uh, contribution. It's 22000 is the max on a 401k if you're over 50 instead of the 16.5. Wow. You get a little bonus kicker. That's a good deal. And, um, yeah, so I, if you're, particularly with the stock market, um, you know, the setbacks we've had, if you want to sock away some extra cash, I mm-hmm. would... Make sure you're cognizant of that. Fair and enough. is it? It's a year you turn fifty, right? I think so. If so. you turn fifty in 2010, that's right. You're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right, and then six thousand, you get an extra thousand into a, into your IRA if you're over fifty. Um, you have until usually the end of the year on the 401k for the employee contributions, right? And then April 15th on the ra- on the traditional IRA contributions. Yep. So if you're participating in a 401k, Ethan, yeah. um, and you're also considering a traditional IRA, what do you have to be aware of? Well, if you make a contribution to an, uh, an IRA and you are covered and participating, you know, that you're contributing to a 401k, uh, you 
you may it may or may not be deductible for you. Okay, that's one thing to know for sure. You can always make the contribution, but it may not be fully deductible. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I have an interesting um, interesting talk with a client the, last week. In fact, who's been maxing out his four hundred one k for the whole year and, and so forth. Um, and I was mentioning, hey, it's a good 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 time or a good thing rather still to contribute to your your traditional IRA. And in the past, in years past, he was able not able to uh, contribute to the traditional IRA and then convert. But this year, because there's no income limitation on the conversion rules, you can convert. So basically, you can, you can, it's kind of a backdoor way to get money into a Roth, where previously you didn't qualify for it. Yeah. So we're going to do that, in fact, for this particular person. Oh, nice work, Ethan. Uh, that sounds like you're, you're doing some solid. No question about it. Well, uh, that brings up a topic then. If you, um, let's say you maxed out your 401k, you got a juicy deduction. And uh, but now, if you put into an IRA, you you can't get a, a de- now. Let's back up on that. If you have a a, a non-working spouse, yeah. Uh, well, for example, I think you do, right? Um, does that change anything on the deductible IRAs? If if you're participating in a four hundred one k, I believe uh, that you uh, it it may or may not be deductible still, depending on the income you make. Yeah. So there's certain limits and thresholds you just want to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and that's where the Roth, let's talk about that now. Okay. So we, we, we both are pretty big fans of the, the Roth IRA, I think. I love the Roth. Uh, tax-free you, accounts, I love that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not tax-free. Well, gross tax-free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good deal. So if you haven't heard of this by now, um, what do you recommend, Ethan? I, I recommend putting money in, into Roth any way you can, <laughs> as often as you can. It's a good deal for you long term. Okay. So that's same same maximum. Uh, I think it's five thousand for two thousand ten. If you're below fifty, and then you get an extra thousand, so it gets it up to six if you're above fifty. Right, Is that correct. That's exactly right. And um, there are Im- income limitations on the Roth. So if you're whether you're single, um, yeah, or, if you're yeah. contributing directly to it, yeah, there are there are income limitations and so forth. So you have to be just aware of that. Um, you know, if you're any, any of your borderline, like if you know the limitations and you're like, well, I might, I might hit that this year, so I may not be able to qualify, it's okay to put the money in. Um, and then if you need to take it out, you can take some of it out to, to get you back under the, the qualified limit. Okay. Um, but there is a unique p- uh, tax planning um, opportunity with Roth conversions that um, is, is going on here in 2010. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that is if you want to convert... Uh, a traditional IRA or a 401k type plan mm-hmm. that was pre-tax money into a Roth. Uh, if you do it in 2010, half the income from the conversion can be reported in your 2011 uh, return and half in 2012. Yeah, that's right. Or you can report it all in 2010. Right. But uh, that allows you to, to to split that income, right, from the conversion over two tax years. That's exactly right. You like that? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little tool. Before they... Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice word. <laughs> I think you proposed that. That was my idea. Yeah. That was my I'll idea. I'll take credit for that. Nice work, Ethan. <laughs> Interestingly, though, uh, you know, prior to what looks like the, the Congress will be passing um, a continuation of these, the Bush tax uh, rates, looks like that's the case, and news on today. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get that in a little bit. But uh, if, they had been, if they had reset, in other words, if the tax rates in 2011, 2012 are going to be higher, than they are in 2010, you may or may not wanted to have spread the tax over those two years. Okay. But now if they're the same, then clearly, clearly you would have no problem doing that. 
Well, that's good stuff. Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, if you're self-employed, I was reading uh, that um, recent legislation extended special depreciation rules uh, that were ex- scheduled to expire at the end of last year, but al- allow an additional 50% first-year depreciation deduction for qualifying property purchased in 2010 for use in your business. Hmm. Um, so there's a short window to take advantage of that, I guess, and it has to uh, the property has to be acquired and placed in service on or before December 31 of 2010. I see. So it's just um, certainly something I would want to verify with my CPA. Yeah. But something to think about if you're thinking about getting some property, putting it. That's that's a huge um, deduction, being able to depreciate 50% of of an asset that may have normally would take several years to depreciate. Right. So if you're buying a car um, or something for your business, you know, and you're going to do it anyway, you know, maybe you do it this year relative to next year. Yeah. And um, the the number on that is was increased to five hundred thousand, which was double the max in two thousand nine. Wow! Um, so you just gotta you gotta know about this stuff. Interesting. Um, we got one minute here, Ethan. Uh, there's a thirty percent tax credit for improvements. Oh yeah. You make to your principal residence um, on certain inter- you know energy efficient equipment, you know, like a furnace, uh, water heater, central air unit, maybe some windows, doors. Yeah, I, you know. Might you want you would definitely want to read into exactly what those rules are? I just wanted to point it out. Right. Yeah. Not everything qualifies, but usually if we're talking to um, what about a guy like you that was uh, blowing uh, insulation all over himself and in the, and in the attic? Right. Well, actually, it was it was roll-in insulation. Oh. What is that? That's you blowing blowing the insulation <laughs> in your attic. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So those are things you'd want to think about. Right. We've got to take a quick break, Ethan. I, I know I don't hate to stop the fun here, but let's take a, a small taco timeout, okay. as you like to say, and we'll be right back. Markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself. And Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All righty then, Ethan. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Hey, Ken. <laughs> we are talking about uh, tax planning at the year end here. We've got a few more weeks in 2010, so we're trying to give you some some basic ideas for consideration to uh, try to save yourself some money in taxes. Um, I, I know that the government spends our money wisely, but uh, I don't think you need to pay more than your fair share, Ethan. I agree with that. You know. So uh, let's let's put a wrapper on this and then get into this uh, the mailbag. Okay. Okay. So um, we were we were talking about um, um, getting a thirty percent tax credit for energy efficient uh, improvements. So the other thing to uh, think about um, is that uh, in two thousand ten, itemized deductions and personal dependency exemptions are not reduced for higher-income individuals, at least for now. But um, that's probably going to change in 2011, so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about and planning out this idea we were talking about earlier of shifting or deferring um, deductions into different years. Our income, too. Mm-hmm. And would that Roth conversion have an effect on this as well? If you were doing that Roth conversion and you're looking at your... Um, yeah, if you're trying to ta- target your, a specific mm-hmm. uh, specific tax bracket, uh, any of your deductions um, that you, you would that subtract away from gross income to get your taxable income would would be, would be affected by that. So, yeah. in other words, if your personal exemption is different this year versus next, it would affect the calculation. I wouldn't expect um, those amounts to be drastically different, though. Yeah, like the personal exemption amounts usually they go up by a couple hundred bucks more or less in any given year. So that wouldn't be an enormous difference in the, unless you have a lot of kids, I guess. Okay. So something to think about. Would you recommend that as a tax strategy, Ethan? What's that? Having a lot of kids. Oh, you know, it sounds, on paper, it sounds like a good idea. Uh-huh. But in practice, I, I think it's one of those things that has a diminishing returns from an economic perspective. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you very much. Just glad to be here. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Hey, so is anything else on that list? I think that's beyond the scope of the show here. Yeah, it's a wrong, um, this is the wrong station. Well, one other thing is in 2009, um, there was a moratorium on making a required minimum distribution from your IRA. Oh, yeah, right. If you recall. I do recall. You recollect. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically when you're 70 and a half, you are required to start taking minimum distributions, which are taxable events. Mm-hmm. And just to remind everyone that that's, um, that's, it is required in 2010. You know, one thing on that, you're, you're exactly right. So you're saying oh, that okay. in 2010, the uh, required minimum distributions are, the moratorium is over, as it was in 2009. In 2010, it's it's over. Uh, that also applies for uh, applies to uh, inherited IRAs, mm. uh, either, specifically non-spousal usually is where this occurs. Oftentimes, I, I, I get the, uh, I, I mean, work with a client or have a, a client have a question on the required minimums for inherited IRAs. It's yeah. a little less common than your, your standard, hey, I'm 70 and a half now, I have an IRA, I need to take money out now. Right. It's a little bit of a, a bit more ambiguous of a situation, and it often is overlooked. It's a situation. And there's typically three, three time frames in which, as a non-spousal beneficiary, you can choose or elect to have money pulled out. Mm. Uh, it's either all at one time, lump sum, okay. from an IRA. Usually not real, you know, not the best tax way, way to do it. Because it forces income income tax on the whole ball of wax. So if it was maybe it was like a thousand dollar IRA, I guess it really wouldn't. Then it wouldn't be a kill. I mean, Not a who wants deal. to take minimum distributions on a thousand dollar IRA for the next twenty years? Yeah, right? subject to just de minimis type of rules. I think de that's probably minimus. But okay. if you have like a hundred thousand dollar IRA, clearly you probably wouldn't want to uh, or wouldn't elect to take out the hundred thousand dollars all out of the IRA in one year. Okay, unless you needed the money, that's something different. And then you want to map that out. Yeah. Or alternative, uh, the next one is you can pay it, take it over five years. Mm-hmm. Or you can take it out o- over some lifetime, either yours or the uh, the original beneficiaries, the decedent. Um, obviously, the longer you defer, the better. So typically, that's what most people try to do. But what happens a lot of times, and this is really my point. Okay. If, <laughs> you, don't, if you don't make an election to take your RMD in the first year. So mm-hmm. let's say you want to take the lifetime strategy over my right. lifetime. Oh, okay. But you don't do it in the first year. Right. Well, then you only have two or more options, either over five years, the next, and then there's oh, four years remaining, yeah, or a lump sum. So you, you want to be careful about that. Yeah, because um, you could really get hammered on that one. <laughs> hey, who, who, who... Simon, are these your sound effects? <laughs> I know last week we didn't have enough sound effects, and it sounds like this week I we went have through a long period of quiet, and uh, so I'm trying to bring back a little... This is a otherwise dry topic... Right. So I have one more thing, not related okay. to taxes, but I think pretty important, and I think we should talk about it really quick. Yeah, um, a lot of folks right now, uh, most people notice that real estate prices have been depressed a little bit over yeah. the last couple of years, and probably a lot of <laughs> lot of people. Um, well, I'm not sure to how say many, the but least. okay. There's a lot of people out there who are maybe at, at, at you know full uh, loan to value or underwater on the mortgage. Talk to me. Well, I wanted to make everybody aware of who, who may not know this already that there is a program out there that the federal government's offering. It's called the Making Home affordable program. That's the name of it, making home affordable. Oh. And if you're underwater in your current mortgage and you've been wanting to take advantage of the currently low rates for mortgages, <laughs> this is a very serious topic. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. My point is this. You should talk to your lender about the making home affordable. If you've been thinking about refining but think you couldn't refi because you're underwater or it's close, you should give them a call. And what you can do now is up to have up to 125% uh, loan-to-value mortgage and still qualify for a refi. So it's a pretty good deal. If you're interested in, in keep it seeing, staying in your home and want to lower your payments, that's a good way to do it. So uh, did you say 120 What was that? Yeah, 125% loan-to-value. Okay. Let's break that down just briefly. So if, I, if my house uh, was worth $100,000 
and I have a loan of what, 120? 100, yeah, 125. 125. Is that how that equation exactly works? Exactly right. And so normally it's like, well, I can't even sell my house, right, without coming in with 25 grand. Which no one likes. I'm at a higher interest rate maybe, or I did like an interest-only deal that's about to pop on me. Exactly. Um, and now it's going to go variable right. or principal instead of interest-only or one of these kinds of scenarios. Exactly. This gives you the ability to uh, try to refinance that without having to bring a bunch of cash in, into, the, into the equation. Right. You can lock down uh, a current, current low rate at a 15- or 30-year fix, that type of thing. Um, get rid of the interest rate uncertainty if you're on a variable rate or an arm, um, or you just want to refi because your, your interest rate's higher. All those things are very reasonable. Wow, that and is a, a a good little nugget. Yeah, it's a good deal, and I, I just want to make people aware of that if they haven't heard about it already. This is set to expire, by the way, June uh, 2011. Oh, program. really? That's okay, right. so you got to jump on it now. So, well, what are the quali- are there any special qualifications? You have to be able to document document income. Okay. And you have to have, uh, I think, the, uh, some type of reasonable credit score. Meaning that you there's a possibility to make too much or you need to make no, no. a low? No, no. They want to be able to support what income you state. Okay. So anyone with any income, they want you to have, in, you need to have income to, to, to participate. But it's not like, hey, it's if you have too much. Right. The qualification, like yeah, exactly. You're not going yeah. to get overqualified and say, okay. oh, we can't do this for you. It's simply, simply a function of, can you make the payments? Yes or no. Okay. Um, and then what is your current situation? And it's a co- fall within the 120, 125% rule. Okay. And what's the name of that again? It's the Making Home Affordable. Who do they call? You call your lender. Okay. So whoever you have, who holds that. your mortgage, you, you call them directly. Ask them about the Making Home Affordable program, and they'll no doubt have information on it. Good. Good. That's that's great. Okay. Well, Ethan, um, why don't we uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pause in the tax talk for now, but we'll integrate that into the, the next several shows as we get through, uh, through the year end. Um, we talked a little bit about charitable giving and other things. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll e- integrate some of this tax discussion into the remainder of our shows for this year. Great. This is good stuff. And also, we're, we're following very closely what's, what's going on in the legislation on the, on the tax, and so we'll keep you apprised of that. Right. S- stay tuned on the dial here to get that information. Did you want to talk about, I mean, maybe we can talk about this next time, but okay. the proposed um, freeze of, of the... Um, Oh, the holiday thing, or what do you? I was thinking of the uh, small business to the payroll tax. Thing. Yeah, the the payroll Somehow holiday. Um, well, that's in the news today, I guess. That's we, something that's in the news. They proposed um, payroll tax freeze. But I want to I want to get to the mel- we, we only have a few more minutes. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I'm monopolizing the, the time right now. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you have a sound effect for that, Ken? Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't. All right. I don't, well, uh, we'll talk about it next time then. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's let's grab it. We're going to the mailbag, I think, on this. All right. All right. You like? Okay. This is a nice one. Well, let's see what's in the mail. So this week, I uh, you know I, I basically um, look for emails that we get, questions that we get, and then. Um, Talk to our advisors here and see what kind of questions they're getting out on the ground, the the, the real troops on the ground, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a question came in from an investor. Uh, one of our advisors, Michael Van Sant, was, was working with. Um, and as she was looking at her portfolio, the, the comment um, was, hey, I'm, I'm looking for safer investments. Um, and so I'm considering, strongly considering moving away from stocks and bonds and look, putting money, more money or capital into gold or other conservative assets. And so um, the question actually came from the, 
from Mike saying, well, you know, that's an interesting way of looking at it, you know, saying, is there any questions or, or things that you're bumping into right now? Um, and so I thought maybe we could we could kind of answer a question that should be there, which is, is gold really a safe asset class? Um, would that be a, a more conservative investment than stocks or bonds? Um, and and I would say if we look at the data here, and is now is now a good time to to be moving into an asset like gold? Sorry, I was looking for my my notes here. Um, so we've only got about thirty seconds before we had to take a break. Maybe we can start on this, Ethan, and then um, and then uh, where did that go? Oh, here it is. Got it. So um, I had Stephen, our our analyst, crack analyst, uh, run some quick numbers on on gold, kind of check in, and we're we're teetering around high levels with gold right now. Um, it's continued to be trading at a, at a historic high. Um, why don't we take a quick break, though, Ethan, and then we'll, we'll come back to this whole gold idea and risk okay. uh, as it relates to all these different asset classes. We'll be right back. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. It's our last segment of the day for this week's show, Ethan. All right. And uh, we were in the mailbag talking about uh, an investor who was making a statement that uh, she'd like to be in more conservative investments uh, like gold. Yeah, safer. Safer. Safer investments. Yeah. And um, so my question to you, Ethan, that we're going to examine here is, first of all, should you be looking at gold as a safe investment um, and as evidence-based advisors, and hopefully you, through listening to the show, are becoming an evidence in, evidence-based investor. I love it. That's kind of hard to say fast. Um, evidence-based investor, then um, you know, you'll look to know your market history. And um, history, I believe, is extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. So it's not a situation where we ignore history simply because we believe things have changed, and this time it's different. And particularly when it comes to risk and examining risk, history is even more important to know. You know, it's one thing to say that tech in the in the late '90s that technology stocks will go up continuously without earnings because at this time it's different. It's another thing to know that bubbles have popped before. And uh, and assets that can increase very rapidly do go down subst- have, and have the propensity to do so substantially. Well, yeah. I mean, just think about this. I mean, most recently, you talked about the tech bubble. Real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Even in, even in the, the, the models of the people who are selling and packaging the, the mortgage loans yeah. didn't have a negative return component into the model. Right. Right? I mean, assets the go factor down. Factor into their, right. Exactly. Even though uh, historically real estate prices have decreased. Yeah, times that. Yeah, sure. Well, let's take a look at gold. Let's answer the first question about is it is it a more conservative asset class? Um, and and my argument is not anywhere near um, being as conservative as say treasury bonds or even very high grade shorter term investment bonds that we would use. We mm-hmm. would not. I would not use it as a substitute for those asset classes. Right. Now, it's true, the long-term return on gold has been very low. It's been about what Treasury bills have produced. But that doesn't necessarily make it conservative just because the long-term return has been low. Right. And part of that was that the the gold was pegged to our currency up until about 1971 uh, is when Nixon said, hey, we're, we're – we're un, un, unpegging this. We're, mm-hmm. un, we're delinking it. And what you had there, um, gold was at about $42.71 per troy ounce, um, August 31st of 1971. When it got unpegged, from that point in time until January 31st of 1980 is where it peaked, prices in gold, it peaked at $677.97 an ounce, Ethan. Mm-hmm. That was uh, about... Almost fifteen hundred percent, or an annual rate of return for eight, almost eight and a half years, of thirty-eight point eight percent per year. Wow! Just a phenomenal. Um, keeping in mind that for years, you know, from for the previous hundred years, gold had just kind of chugged along, being again pegged to the currency. Mm-hmm. 
So probably had part of that could be the fact that it had a, it was being held down. Um, but even when you incorporate that increase and you go all the way back, what you get is gold about doing right around what inflation's done, uh-huh. a little worse. Um, if you go back to 1800 to now. But if you were investing, um, you know, in the 70s in stocks, certainly you would have thought, well, geez, this is a, a pretty volatile um, time. You know, 73, 74, yeah, the market declined substantially. Uh, and it was a it was a time where gold was being touted and other hard assets as a great investment class. But what it was not uh, necessarily is an extremely, you know, safe or a not volatile asset. Um, and in fact... I've got a page here of the worst 12-month uh, returns on gold. And in, in July of um, 1980 through 1981, a, a one-year rolling, the worst decline, one-year uh, decline was 36.5% decline in the, in the value of gold. From peak to bottom, uh, which we said peaked in 1980, and it, and it, um, it bottomed out, um, began to decline from that point and bottomed out in 1999. So what we had is a 19-year dec- price decline in gold, even for 19 <laughs> years. Wow. From 677 down to $254 an ounce. Mm-hmm. So if you got lured into gold because of that 1,500% return in the previous nine-year or eight-year period, um, and you started loading up on it in mass quantities, you had 19 years of negative returns. Right. Um, you dropped your your investment dropped sixty two on a cumulative basis. It, that's a sixty two percent decline. Mm-hmm. That's not an asset class where I would say, "Geez, I need to move into something more conservative." Yeah, something that a- can drop sixty two percent. Right. Um, I mean, it, it, when we talk about stocks dropping, right mm-hmm. drawdowns, I think in our globally diversified portfolio, the worst drawdown, which was going through the crisis, was about fifty uh, a little. Over fifty percent. Yeah, it was fifty-two percent decline. Right around there. Um, that drawdown. So that's that gold had a, a greater drawdown. Interesting. I mean, you have a, a situation in the late seventies, early eighties, where the economic environment at the time it's not that much different than now. Where mm-hmm. there's a lot, there, it's a crisis basically going. Inflation was rampant. You know, there's obviously debt concerns. There are all kinds of economic problems or headwinds uh, for our country and the world and the global economy. And that helps to bright makes prices go up with gold at that time, and it's not not unlike right now. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. uncertainty out there surrounding the, the global economy and so forth. And then my point is this: I mean, the subs- yeah. subsequent returns from that period of time are terrible. And I'm not saying, as we've talked about gold various times on our program and in writing, but <clears throat> I'm not saying it's it's something you would never include at any um, amount in a portfolio. Sure. Um, maybe it's five or ten percent. Just like every asset class that we use, thinks that we believe has a place in the portfolio. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes the mistake that investors make is they think of it as a as a magic bullet solution. Right. I think that we are going into tough economic times. I think the the deficit is spiraling out of control, and we're printing dollars. So what's their solution is? Um, I'm going to put. Of our, a large mar- a large portion of my investment money into gold, as an example, mm-hmm. um, just, and it and the fact that it's doing well only perpetuates those that excitement about being in it. Right. But you 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 certainly need to recognize the risk both in the short term that you know in a twelve month period it's dropped 
36%. Those are stock-like volatility. No question about it. Um, and from top to bottom, the drawdown was 62%, certainly stock-type volatility, mm -hmm. the potential that it could drop substantially. Um, don't fool yourself into thinking that it can't go down again, um, particularly when you've had very, very nice, I mean, the last uh, 11 years, the annual return on gold has been about 16.5%. Far above, um, uh, yeah, it's pretty high. So it's something to think about in in the in the and in the context of a total portfolio. Right. And um which leads me to my next thing is geez, should I should I go out if I am gonna have a small percentage of my portfolio, should I go out and buy these gold coins or gold bars or actual physical gold? Um personally I don't think that's the best way to, to approach it. Um I would use an investment vehicle that gives me access to the returns and on that commodity. Mm -hmm. um, we're running out of time, but there's also a lot of discussion, should I buy gold stocks? And maybe we can pick that up at uh, next week's show and okay. talk a little bit about that, or you can give us a call. 1-800-923-4307 if you're an individual investor want to take advantage of our offering to give you a free uh, portfolio overview and retirement plan. Um, and or if you're a professional advisor, want to get in touch with us, talk about potentially setting up an empirical office in your local market. Thank you and have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you next week. The advice given on this show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment advice. Please consult a financial advisor before undertaking any investment decisions. While the show's producers have tried to provide accurate and timely information and have relied on sources they believe to be reliable, the show may include inadvertent technical or factual inaccuracies. Ken Smith and Ethan Broga do not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the materials provided and expressly disclaim any warranties or merchantability or fitness for a particular purpose. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.